I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcast, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro-AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Product provided in exchange for promotional consideration. I'm Kristen Hetzel, vacation planner, world traveler, Disney foodie, and theme park fan. I'm Al John Go. I'm the husband who's also Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics fan. And together, we host a Disney List podcast. Every week, you'll hear us list our favorite things about Disney theme parks, films, shows, travel, Marvel, and Star Wars in a top 10 list rankings and more that's an impressive list subscribe to the disney list podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform you can even stream us on source radio at srsounds.com and check out our live shows on facebook the disney list podcast visit the disneylist.com from the gator framework studio in music city it's the dining at disney podcast you know the thing about good food it brings folks together all walks of life. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney podcast with your hosts, Kristen Hetzel, Bubba Alvarez, and Kat Arcori. Welcome to the Dining at Disney podcast. I'm Kristen, and with me today is Bubba. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you know when we share new content. For those of you new to the show, we drop two shows a week, Thursday and Monday. So today is going to be a a fun, happy discussion of our favorite restaurants to watch the fireworks from whether you are at Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disneyland, or Disney California Adventure. Okay, Bubba, you want to start with your favorites over at Disneyland? Yes. So we only have one fireworks show. I just before we talk before the show, well, I realized I said oh, fireworks, but nighttime it can also two. be nighttime entertainment. So you've got nighttime World of Color over. So we got we got World of Color. Fantasmic should be coming back very soon. I can't wait for that to come back. So let's talk about the fireworks. Um, you know, Main Street's always a very crowded place starting at, oh, let's say 6 p.m. People, I mean, even before that, people start sitting down, saving their spots for fireworks. So, you know, if you want to get away from the crowds and stuff like that, there's uh, one spot we just sat over here the other last time we were at the park over by Stage Door Cafe and Golden Horseshoe, kind of right there by, uh, you know, River Bell Terrace. There's a nice sitting area and, you know, 
tables and chairs. Uh, and it was kind of a great spot to watch the fireworks. The audio you can hear perfectly from right there. Um, it's relaxing. Go to stage door, get a funnel cake, get some cheese sticks or a corn dog. Enjoy the fireworks away from the hustle and bustle of Main Street during that busy time. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of like my little hidden spot. Another one is over by New Orleans Square. I haven't seen sat over by the new tables next to the uh, uh, pirate ship. They actually added some new tables and chairs right there, uh, sort of just before Harbor Galley. And um, it looks like a great prime spot. You have no trees in the way. You could still hear the audio because it still blasts over rivers of America and a clear view of the fireworks from that spot. So that's a, uh, when we go back to the park, hopefully, if they do have the fireworks going on at that time, I want to try from watching there. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's just some of my spots. Well, I'll give you more spots in a minute. Okay. No, I'll go ahead. Give 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 all your I'll spots them, for Disneyland, and then I'll, we'll go into. I'll talk about Magic <laughs> Kingdom next. Okay. So, um, Docking Bay Seven, just outside those doors, you. I don't think you'll hear them. Hear the the audio of the fireworks show, but the view over the Millennium Falcon and the mountains and everything is epic in my opinion. I, agree. Uh, I remember watching it from the first time and I'm just like, wow, this is a good spot. Just, you know, it, it's like you're in a movie basically just, you know, just like that. I've got pictures from last time we were all there uh, and sat outside. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You were with us. Yeah. And I took pictures from there. It, and they're beautiful pictures too. Oh yeah, just the background, the scene, you know, and you're and you're right there in front of the Falcon too. What more can you want? So just outside of Docking Bay Seven, kind of like the front doors, there's tables right there too. You may want to get there maybe 30 minutes before the show if you want to sit down comfortably and enjoy the view right there. Um, one of my hidden spots that was taken away was over the old Interventions Building, which is now the uh, Star Wars. Uh, you know, kind of shop and everything. They let you go upstairs to watch the fireworks. And I, I miss it so much. If you're lucky and you're on the line for Utopia, you'll have a nice little aerial view. You know, it, it'll be brief, but it's actually a great view too because you're higher up, you know, above the ground looking at those. And then um, uh, in front of Small World, they do play the audio. They do have a little light show right there for the fireworks show too. Another great spot so you can catch the fireworks kind of everywhere in front and in back of you since they launched them from the castle and then from behind the park right there behind small world and toontown uh so it's that's another great spot it gets filled up too in that little there's a, a nice uh you know upper area that you can just relax on so that's a great spot and um let me see there was one more if you are on main street by chance you know you do if you do want to sit down somewhere that you can always go to um, uh, Coke Corner right there. there. There's a lot of tables, but people start sitting there really early around there or the Plaza Inn. Uh, kind of get a spot where there's, there might be some trees around. So you want to get a good view, you know, just, you know, in front of the castle so you can see everything. And then, of course, behind the park when they launch the major fireworks. And um, Jolly Holiday right there, too, right next to that corner, a Coke corner, and just enjoy, sit down, get a grilled cheese sandwich and some tomato soup or a macaroon, Matterhorn macaroon, 
and enjoy it. Like I said, trying to get there early, maybe an hour before the fireworks show and catch the catch the great show right there. And that's that's just for the fireworks. So now that we're talking about other shows, I'll talk more about, you know, World of Color and Fantasmic in a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to say over at Magic Kingdom to view the fireworks there that I've got a handful of places. One of them being Casey's Corner because you have such a great view on Main Street. Sit there, enjoy your hot dog and your Coke and see all of the fireworks. Then you also have Plaza Inn. It's a very small restaurant, but it's also another great place because it's just right across from Casey's Corner. So you have that really nice view of the castle there. And then on the other side of Casey's Corner is Crystal Palace. And that's another great location to dine and get to enjoy the fireworks. Now I'm going to go to a few places that are actually outside of Magic Kingdom. And then I'm going to oh. head over to the Polynesian first. And you have Trader Sam's Tiki Terrace. And that is outside of Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. And it's a great place to sit outside and be able to see all of the fireworks from the Polynesian and get, enjoy drinks and food without the crowds. Uh, also, there is Ohana, and it is amazing if you get a spot by the window because your view is of Magic Kingdom there. So any of those tables or the ones that are anywhere close to the window, you have an, an awesome view of those fireworks. But you do have to plan your dining reservation to fall right within that right, right time frame in order to be able to view those. Uh over at the Grand Floridian is one of my favorites, and it's Narcosis. It sits out on the water of the Seven Seas Lagoon, and it has a wraparound porch. So it's beautiful to go, like, take a break from your meal, step outside, and watch the fireworks. Or if you have happen to have a table along there that you can see but I, I recommend even if you do to step outside and see them because it's, it's really a beautiful view from there because you have nothing to block your view. It's just the water that's there. Nice. And then probably the most popular place to view fireworks from that everybody knows about is going to be over at the Contemporary and that's California Grill <laughs> up at the top floor where you can walk outside Watch the fireworks from up high. But if you have a table that's right next to the window, you also have that perfect view of seeing the fireworks. And I'll tell you, it's it's worth it to, if you're celebrating something special, make sure you note that in your reservation and see if you can get one of those window, ta window tables because it's really nice when you're celebrating something like an an anniversary or your honeymoon, that kind of thing. And you get to sit right there, enjoy your meal, watch the fireworks. And of course they pump that music into the restaurant so you can hear nice. all of it as well. So it's, it's definitely a fantastic experience. Yeah. So those are my seven places that I suggest if you are wanting to watch the nighttime show over at Magic Kingdom. Okay, Bubba. 
So you've got World of Color over at Disney California Adventure. Yeah. What places do you recommend there? So you do, it's, it's a very wide open area that you do need a pass for once they start running World of Color again. So the options are kind of limited to if you don't have that pass, they split it up into three sections. So the earlier you get there, you'll start in the middle, uh, you know, they'll do the middle section. And then if you're there later in the day and getting a pass, you'll be on one, one of the other sides. But if you don't have a pass, and you want to really catch the show along the pier uh, railing as you go up towards uh, Lamplight Lounge, and then right up, right in that area right there, you'll be able to catch the World of Color right there, which I have done plenty of times, and it's still a great, fantastic spot to catch. And you're, not only that, you're higher you're much higher compared to everybody that's watching the show, which are you know at, at water level. So it's, it's a very good aerial view right there. Um, usually people stand behind uh, the crowd, but it's still higher up by um, the Little Mermaid attraction. So there's tape along there and you know, you'll be able to snatch a spot. You know, the earlier you get there, the better you'll get the spot right there. Um, and then a lot by Silly Symphony Swings, there's a little walkway underneath there where you can go along the lake too. Uh, they haven't closed that part during World of Color lately when it was going on. So that is another great spot which you can watch it from. You actually might be a little bit closer than you are than what the crowd is when you're in that spot too. So um, and if you're watching it from behind, it's still kind of a cool scene, you know, seeing everything from behind. You can still see the projections behind the water and stuff like that. Um, you just might, you know, depending on where you're at, you'll, they stop the roller coaster, they stop the attractions during that time. So you don't have that noise coming out and you can just go along the railing of the pier and, uh, you know, watch it, especially if you're heading down towards in the Incredicoaster, there's a railing right there too, which you can catch a sideways view of all the color, but you can still see the projections. So that's, what's cool about it too. And then feel the heat from the fire and all <laughs> that. So those are my great areas, you know, to watch World of Color. Um, but you do want to get there kind of early. It is once it reopens, it's going to be slamming. It's going to be popular. I can't wait to see what what new stuff they're bringing in for it. Because it, they said it's going to be, you know, a lot of new stuff is going on. And they've been working on that attraction for so long. So uh, as soon as we get word on when it reopens, we'll let you guys know. I will say that the first time I saw World of Color was at Cove Bar, which is now Lamplight Lounge, and that was with you and Taylor. Oh, that was the first time I saw World of that Color. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great spot right there. If you can get, um, I, yeah, I think the restaurants are open around there. The lower part isn't, but the upper part, the you know, the Cove Bar and everything in Lamplight Lounge, it's uh. That that should be open, and um, you know, just all about getting a reservation to you know during that time if you want to catch it. And like I said, put it in the notes too. Maybe they might, you know, anniversary something special. Maybe they might sit you closer towards railing, which is always nice. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Epcot, and these are all places I have actually seen the fireworks from and I'm going to start with 
Rosen Crown over in the United Kingdom Pavilion. They have outdoor seating as well as the restaurant has some windows that are along the water that you can view the nighttime show from. And then right next to that is the counter service location, Yorkshire Fish Shop. And it has a whole bunch of outdoor seating there right off to the side. So you've got a lot of selection if you're looking to dine in the United Kingdom. You have either of those places. Uh, You can definitely ask for a window table if you'd like. Um, They can't guarantee that, but often they do a really good job of trying to to get you those, those seats if you ask for them. And then on the other side of the water is the Mexico Pavilion and La Hacienda, which they pipe the music through the restaurant as well. And we've sat there right with like the perfect view of it next to the window. Um, And if you're looking for counter service, right next to that is La Cantina de San Angel. And they have a whole bunch of outdoor seating. But those places that are outdoor seating, quick service, you definitely want to make sure you get there early and like just take your time eating because people will camp out and sit there who aren't eating too in order to try and watch from there. So I highly recommend getting there early. And then over in the Morocco Pavilion, you have a Spice Road table, which has a lot of outdoor seating there. And it's a perfect spot because you're right on the water again. Um, That's a nice thing about most of the places I'm mentioning, they're sitting right out on that waterway. So you can't really get much better viewpoint than that. Um, the two that don't sit out on the water, but give you a higher viewpoint is Tokyo Dining in the Japan Pavilion. If you get uh, seated up there, it's on a second level. So you have a different viewpoint of those fireworks. And it's a beautiful place to see them from. Uh, and then also in the France Pavilion, up above Le Chefs de France, is Monsieur Paul. And that is one of the signature dining restaurants. And it has a, uh, it's again located on a second floor. So it's got that unique perspective that you can't get anywhere else in the park. You know, just Tokyo Dining and Monsieur Paul give you that amazing up above view of the uh, nighttime spectacular. So those are my seven places over at Epcot that I suggest. Nice. And then we have Fantasmic still to talk about for Disneyland. I know you guys have it there too. With ours, um, I believe you still have to get a pass from what I understand, um, I haven't done it since they've started the pass system. So when they bring it back, we'll see if they have it. Um, but if you don't get the pass, once there's a couple spots, it's it's kind of hard to figure out the right spot because it's, it can be so crowded over there. I remember one time it was just shoulder to shoulder when Fantasmic was going on. But, um, you know, you have your the area next to the petrified tree sort of in front of uh, the River Bell Terrace. That's a nice spot to watch it in because there's three projections, uh, one in the middle and 
one on each side so you could catch that side projection and still see everything that's the ships come by and the characters and everything um also if you want to get a little bit higher not too high the tables near the gumbo area by pirates of the caribbean but those tables are usually taken so quick uh because it's there's very limited tables right there so if you do you know order something you know just don't go over there and just to take the tables and not, or, you know, order something from there. The gumbo is amazing over there. You got to, you have to eat some of it. Um, and then I don't know the new table area that I talked about earlier over by the Columbia. Um, there might be a VIP area. I don't know how they're going to utilize that yet for uh phantasmic. So I would think it might be a VIP type area or a package area where they do like desserts and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see in the future once Phantasmix opens. Um, and then th those are really the spots you can choose. Like I said, it's very limited, but there is a lot of passes that go for that. So you, you'll definitely, if you do get a pass, you'll, you'll, you don't want to miss the show. Um, just the earlier you get there, the better your seat for Phantasmic. So I don't know about yours. You you guys have this nice, elegant stage, I believe, and yeah, everything. Yeah, they so, have. Yeah, ours is set up, and it's got its own like theater for it. So yeah. it's it's a very different experience than it is in Disneyland. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of play, places there. Like I mean, it's like going to like a baseball game where you've got all the like several tiers just going up. Of seating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I hope I can see that one day. I hope I can see that soon. <laughs> Hopefully this October. That would Fingers be nice. crossed. Keeping them crossed. Well, I think we've covered everywhere that people would want to see nighttime shows in the best places for them to view them. Yeah. I'm curious, guys, what is your favorite restaurant? Uh, whether it be quick service or table service that you enjoy seeing the nighttime entertainment from, let us know. We, we are definitely curious if ours made your list or if it didn't. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You can find us on your favorite podcasting platform. If you find us on Anchor, you can support us there as well for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, you can also support us by going to our links on diningatdisney.com. We have Amazon, Disney Store, and Garden Grocer. Bubba, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us on social media? Yes, diningatdisney.com. You can uh, also follow us on our social media pages, Dining at Disney on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So give us a like and then let us know what restaurants you like to view the fireworks from. Uh, we'd like to get your opinion too. Also, for any cruise and travel needs, Kristen right there will take care of you. Theme parks and cruises at gmail.com is where you can contact her. Also, Kat is not here with us, but you can follow her on Instagram at cat underscore catastrophe. And then also check out her podcast, Eat the Pictures. Uh, and then make sure you check out some of our other friends, the Disney list, Kristen and Al John, those two faces right there. 
if well, I can see them. I don't, I don't know if you guys can, but I can. Uh, <laughs> and they are beautiful indeed. WDW Park Hoppers with Park Hopper John and Park Hopper Sid. Park uh, Disney Parks Podcast with Tony, Meatball Tony and John. Skull Rock Podcast with Dave Bossert and Al John right there. And once again, Kristen's at Eat the Pictures. And then go to the Disney Dorks and Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone page on Facebook. And speaking of Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone, happy 21st birthday to Sorcerer Radio. They do have a new website as well as a tip jar section. So if you head over and click the one for dining at Disney, you can leave us a tip. That would be awesome. Well, until next time, I'm Kristen and with me was Bubba. Bon Appetit. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. Eat the Pictures is a bite-sized movie podcast. Every week we look at the ways different movies from classic horror to rom-com use food to tell stories on screen. Food unites us all. Let's explore it piece by piece on Eat the Pictures. Stay hungry. I'm Al John Goh, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast, here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel, vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, adventures by Disney? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laugh-O-Gram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Goh, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. 
Skull Rock Podcast, visit skullrockpodcast.com.